Somebody writes, don't you think that you put too much stock in the Bible to solve human problems? I'm a Christian and I believe in the Bible, but doesn't it have its limitations? Well, you know, every time that this broadcast is aired, we come back to the Word of God to find the answers to our problems. You know that I tell you, day after day, broadcast after broadcast, whenever we tune in, that we have to go to the Word of God to find the answers. But I do want to agree with this reader to, one, uh, to a small extent today, and that's this, that the Bible does have its limitations. And it is important that we understand what those limitations are so that we do not misuse the Bible. On the other hand, I think it's important not to make those limitations unbiblical limitations, to be clear in our thinking as to just exactly what the Bible can do and what it cannot do. And to begin with, I think that it's, it's important for us to make this statement, that the Bible can do everything it was intended to do. Now, if you have a key and that key fits your front door, it's foolish for you to try to use that key to start your automobile. It just won't fit the lock. It was never intended to fit the lock of your automobile. It is foolish to take that key and try to open the store uh, downtown, the door of the store downtown. It won't fit that lock. You can try that key in all sorts of places and all sorts of locks, but it won't fit and it won't work. The key works only where it was intended to work. And the Bible is a key that will open and unlock the things that God intended it to open and unlock, and only those things. The Bible gives us all that we need to know about life and godliness. It tells us everything that we need about how to live this life the way that God wants it lived, the way that will please him. It tells us how we can be saved, and it tells us how we can change to become the kinds of saved people that God wants us to be. It gives to us what God intended to give to us and nothing more. It doesn't tell us how to do shipbuilding, how to do electrical engineering. It doesn't give us the principles of medical science. That is its limitation. It doesn't give us all kinds of things, but it certainly does give to us all that is necessary for life and godliness. It tells us the purpose of life. It tells us man's basic problem, sin. It tells us God's great solution in Christ, salvation, how he came to die on the cross in our place, bearing the guilt and the penalty and the wrath of God that we deserve for our sins. It tells us that through faith in Christ we can have the forgiveness of sins, but it doesn't tell us all sorts of other things. It does tell us, of course, that those who have put their faith in Christ can change and can be new people, and it tells us how to change and to be new people. It tells us how to solve the problems at business that we face with other people. It tells us how to solve our problems with God. It tells us how to solve our problems with our husbands, our wives, our children, our parents, with other friends and neighbors. In other words, what I'm trying to say to you is that the Bible gives us everything we need to please God in our lives. What more do we really need? to please him. And all the problems that have to do with counseling are dealt with in this book. All the problems that have to do with how people can deal with God and deal with one another. How they can come to love God with all their heart, mind, body, soul, and strength, and how they can come to love their neighbors as themselves. That's what this book deals with. Nobody comes to counseling and says, uh, say, I, I, I've got a flat tire. Can you tell me how to fix it? That isn't what they come to counselors to talk about. 
They don't come and say, I'm having trouble with my desk. Could you give me some help with it? They come and they say, I have problems with, with my wife. I have problems with my grandmother. I have problems with my relationship to my mother-in-law. They have problems with persons. And they have problems with God, who is the person of all, against whom we must do everything in life. He is the great backdrop against which our whole lives are lived. And so the Bible deals with the vital issue of how people can love God and love their neighbors as themselves. Indeed, we read in 2 Timothy 3 that the sacred scriptures are able to give us the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. And that all scripture is inspired by God or literally breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. Everything we need to know, everything we need to do the work that God has called us to do is in this book. Everything we need to know about loving God and loving our neighbor is here. And notice how the book goes about changing us to make us pleasing to God. The Bible not only tells us how to be saved. It gives us the wisdom that we need in order to find salvation in Christ. It tells us about God's plan of salvation from eternity past, about the Lamb of God that was slain from the foundation of the world, how through the Old Testament sacrifices that plan was reiterated through the temple sacrifices, and again and again people were reminded about the Savior who would come, and then how in time he actually came and how he shed his blood on the cross in the place of guilty sinners, bearing the penalty that they deserve for their sins. It tells us all that. And it tells us that when we believe that Jesus Christ died and rose again from the dead, that we could have eternal life and be sure of it. But it doesn't only tell us about the life to come. The Bible is not only a book that gives you pie in the sky when you die by and by. It tells you that you can begin slicing that pie right now, that there can be a new life here, that things can change here. So the scripture, the inspired scriptures, which means God breathed scriptures, the, the words that God breathed out as much as if they were the very words that he was speaking in a body by breath. These words in this book are profitable for four things, for teaching, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness. Those four things are the four things that are necessary to change human beings in their relationship to God and to one another, to give them the love for God that is necessary. The Bible teaches us what God requires, this is the love of God in the commandments. Indeed, the commandments can be summed up as loving God and loving our neighbor. They, the Bible reproves us when it shows us how we have failed to keep these teachings and to keep these commandments. Then it corrects us. It helps get us up off of our backs after it's flattened us in our sin and showed us where we are wrong. It picks us up and it shows us how to get out of the mess. It shows us how to repent of our sin. It shows, tells us how we can seek forgiveness and find it in Christ. It tells us how to be turned around and to get on the right road again. And then finally, the Bible trains us in righteousness. It keeps us uh, from going the wrong road again. It begins to habituate us in the righteous ways that please God. And then finally, we're told that the, this is all done in order that the man of God may be adequate equipped for every good work. That's what you and I need. Adequacy for doing God's will, for doing every good work to which he has called us, for doing those things that please him. And this says that the Bible can make us adequate for those things. That's a wonderful thing to keep in mind. It's a marvelous truth to be sure of. Indeed, we find 
the writer of the book of Hebrews, re-echoing this equipment of God in the Bible when he says that the God of peace who brought up from the dead the great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the eternal covenant, even Jesus our Lord, he says, may he equip you in everything, every good thing to do his will, working in us that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen.